Hello and welcome to That Band Life, episode 28. I'm Jeff Young, a teacher from Carmel, Indiana. And I'm Bobby Lambert, director of bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week, we're going to be talking about band director health. I'm super excited about this one, but before we begin, I want to tell you about the Dynamic Marching Shop. This podcast is coming to you ad-free. One way you can support us is by visiting our website, dynamicmarching.com, and purchasing products through our store at some of the most discounted prices on the web. On things like shoes, rifles, podiums, mega boxes, and even maces. I know that many times you continue to order your products from the same people every year, but if you look at our prices, you might change your mind. We even offer deeper discounts for large orders. Please give us a chance to win your business. I would say this, we are starting to look ahead to next year and had a little bit of money left over in one account and said, how are our mega boxes? The drum majors took a few days and then came to tell me one is has been left outside for a while, so we'll likely be getting Oops. another mega box soon. So I would bet I'm not the only director out there who is remembering. See, it's tough when you don't do marching band every day, you forget that that stupid headset isn't working anymore the it's new mega boxes are really good about that but any of us are still with the old ones we're kind of transitioning hours out right now so take a look at it and see what we can do all right jeff band director health i need this one man yeah. <laughs> you're going to take point on this one but i wanted to say this you can't give to others if you don't have anything left of yourself it took me a long time to understand that and realize it you know i I think we feel like as teachers, we're simply Mother Teresa with a baton. And and we're just not. We have to be able to fill the cup, fill the bucket, however you want to say it, before we can give to others. I think I, I can usually catch it myself when I, number one, forget often and lose my temper more. Yeah, Those are usually the two signals that I need to address health. And I, you know, I think I've been in that the last couple of weeks. And so this is one of the reasons I wanted to do this as well. Jeff actually came up with the idea first, but I jumped on board. It's scientifically proven like this is going to happen. Everybody has some form of burnout. I don't care if you're in year one or in year 31. Everybody's going to have this at some point, usually between now and May. So lose the guilt. Uh, I think if you if you think that Jeff and I are like, wow, I can't wait to get to school and do some marching band planning and do some anatomy and do that. Absolutely not. I mean, it's it's the struggle is real right now, as they say. Everybody's going to hit a wall, and now's typically the time to do it. So we kind of came up with some things that you can help yourself with to maybe finish the year strong. Okay, so I think we're going to start with physical fitness. And I know we're only one month away from everybody's New Year's resolutions, but uh, statistically speaking, most people... <laughs> that, that's like, what, three weeks? I don't, I, I don't know the exact statistics on that, but because we're not you know, scientific on this podcast in any way. But I do know that most people set physical fitness goals on January 1, and most people lose those. So all I want to say is that I was just listening to another podcast called The uh, Art of Manliness, and they were talking about a book called Tiny Habits. And this is such a great podcast. Go check it out if you get a chance. So uh, what they were talking about on this was that what if, Every time this particular uh, podcaster said every time he goes to the bathroom, after he goes to the bathroom, he will go to the next room and do push two push ups. 
And he talks about how like, you know, setting the bar really low is awesome because usually he does more than two, but you know, you know, if you say, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom, you know, two or three times in the day, you're going to at least do six pushups. And, and he was saying when you, when you set the bar really low with exercise and you, you succeed, uh, then you're like, Oh, I did that. And so I guess my, my advice to band directors everywhere and to people in that band life is just set the bar really low, set, set a goal for exercise. That's really attainable. I mean, don't, don't go out there and say, I'm going to work out seven days a week for an hour at a time and burn 500 calories a piece. It's not going to happen. And so if you set these, these very tiny goals and reach them, that kind of sets you up for the next year where you go, okay, I'm going to do this now. And for all of those directors that are maybe a little bit closer to the golden years than the uh, first years of teaching, as am I, I think you kind of have to let go some of the things that you did in college. Well, in college, I worked out, you know, two and a half hours every day in the morning. If you have kids, if you have a lot of responsibilities at work, that's just not realistic anymore. So I'm this res, this low bar thing, it resonates with me on so many aspects of my life. It definitely is resonating with me on this physical side for sure. Well, you actually have to make that goal. So I would challenge you, Bobby, you know, sit down tomorrow and be like, okay, what's one simple thing I can do? Because I know, you know, Bobby, you look great. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you're obviously doing something physical. Mm. So, you know, I think, you know, if you just sit down and go, okay, what's the next thing that I can do to uh, look and feel better? Um, I think the other part of physical fitness is sleep. And this is something Uh. that, you know, when I sleep well, I sleep really well. Uh, but my problem is going to bed too late. We all get yeah. up too early to teach jazz band or marching band or color guard or whatever we're doing. You know, like, uh, you know, the jazz bands at Carmel meet at 7 a.m. Marching band meets at 7 a.m. for the early hour. It's like if you don't go to bed at 10, you're not getting eight hours of sleep. Hey, Jeff, one of the things I would ask you about this, like for me, we have marching band until 7.30 or 8 o'clock. And then, you know, like most directors, I don't walk out the door right when it's over. So I, especially when I lived farther away, I wouldn't get home until like 9 or 9.30. And I was just kind of keyed up for that time or I wanted to eat then or I wanted to whatever. What would you say to me? Because I think that's pretty typical for a lot of the band directors that are out there. They get home and it's so hard to just kind of decompress after the day. What are some things that maybe you could suggest for us? Well, I do know that the research shows that eating late at night is not a good idea. People say you should eat like a banquet at breakfast and a good lunch and a small dinner. Um, And that's actually backed up by science. Um, And so, you know, anytime you're eating... And, you know, we're drinking, (laughs) you know, we get home late at night and we're like, "Ah, a couple of bourbons and then bedtime, (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, the research shows that you sleep not as well if you've had, you know, an alcoholic beverage or if you've eaten late at night. And actually when you eat late at night, you know, your metabolism actually changes. Um, And so I don't know if you guys have heard of um, intermittent fasting, but a lot of the research shows that intermittent fasting is a great way to keep your weight in check. Uh, If you don't know what that is, just put that into Google or put that into any search engine that you want. Check it out because there's some some really cool things about that. I've tried it a couple of times, and I I would tell you I, I have not been successful completely with it just yet, and the two times I've tried it, but the second time was much better than the first. So 
if I can do it, you can do it. Trust me. One of the things that I did to kind of help myself with that was actually I would schedule a call with Jeff <laughs> on on one of those nights as I was driving home, and, and I found that that. Yeah, Tuesdays driving home, I would kind of decompress just in talking with him. So maybe you set, like, call home, call your parents, call your kids, call maybe make some phone calls during that that they're going to help you relax. Don't do business calls then. Um, but also some books on tape. That's been one of the best things that I found on long commutes that helped me to just sort of turn my brain off. Uh, you know, now a lot of the, like... Um, audio audacity or um, any of the things online, they'll have a, a timer on them. So you can turn it off. You can set it for 15 minutes and, and shut it off and you won't really lose your place. Just any of those little simple things are saying like, I, the only thing I will eat when I get home uh, is fruit or, or drink water. Uh, now you don't want to do too much of either one of those because you're going to be waking up all night long. But I think being really, in, I think the bottom line with all this, and we'll say it again at the end, is just being intentional with stuff. When you um, don't make decisions early, just as in your planning of your band, it's bad. So when you don't make a decision as to what you're going to eat that day, you'll eat junk, guaranteed. So that's you know sort of my two cents on that. Yeah, that podcast I was listening to uh, talked about how there are three things for behavior change, and it's um, motivation, ability, and a prompt. And I was thinking to myself, um, the prompt part of it is something people don't think about. But um, so this is really, some people are going to think this is weird (laughs) or new age, whatever. But when I get to school, I close my uh, classroom door and I meditate with the Headspace app for 10 minutes. Oh so yeah, like my, I like that. Yeah, I like my that prompt app. is when I get to school, I meditate for ten minutes, and I I got to tell you, I'm a better teacher, I'm a better person because of it. Now this isn't this is not for everybody, but that prompt is it makes it to where I don't really think about it. I don't I don't get to school and talk to my coworkers. I don't get to school and leave my door open so that two students can just wander in randomly. I just close the door and I put on the headspace app and I meditate. And I, you know, if you talk about motivation, you know, you don't have to have much motivation if the prompt is the same every day. And obviously there's an ability to just turn on an app and meditate. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's any of those times, like whenever your mind can wander to a bad place, set yourself up to already have something in line to let it wander to a good place. Yeah, like what if uh, every day at your lunch period, your prompt was to listen to that band life? Oh, wow. What a great idea, Jeff. (laughs) That's magical. Put those, put some earbuds in. Yeah. And walk around, which actually is something that I have done this year. I've kind of committed to every time at every, uh, at least three days a week at lunch, I'm going to walk. I may only get a couple of laps around the school. My school is pretty large land size. Uh, but it's just, it's anything. I think anything we can do parking farther away. It's those, it's again, those small things that we do that make it just a little bit better. A a lot of those small decisions add up to some really great things that come out of it. All right. So we started with exercise and obviously that's different for every person. Uh, with second, second was sleep. I think the third part of this physical fitness thing is food. Um, everybody says you can't out train your diet. I would agree. Um, I went plant-based about 
18 months ago. That's not for everybody, but like whatever it is for you, um, I think it's really important to be mindful of what you're eating. You know, you, I, I'm not a big proponent of dieting. I think a lot of people go on these fad diets, they lose a bunch of weight and then they gain it, gain it right back, back, gain it right back. But, um, you know, my approach has always been, Hey, I'm going to make most of my meals. I'm going to pack, I'm going to make every breakfast. I'm going to pack every lunch. And if I eat out for dinner occasionally, it's fine. But I think we need to be more mindful about what food we're putting in our mouths. I love the food that I'm putting in my mouth. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I've gotten better about that. There were a couple of years that I, and you know what it was for me was eating out fast food on the yeah. way home yeah, or during lunch. I didn't pack foods. So I have to, I have to be really intentional on Sundays yeah, um, or else like if I miss a Sunday, if something's going on all day Sunday, my week is screwed up pretty badly. Uh, the eating thing is a really big deal. Hey, I wanted to turn you on to a Facebook group that's called Band Directors for Better Health. Yeah, it's a awesome. buddy of mine. A buddy of mine here in South Carolina started that, and it's gotten I think close to fourteen hundred um, members right now. And it's he he'll send out a little accountability things maybe once or twice a week, and they're terrific. Um, just just little silly things sometimes, but man, again, it's those little things, those little reminders of hey, take care of yourself. You're worth it. Um, I don't know if Jeff is quite ready to close out this portion of this, but one of the things that I've thought about are some dear, great band directors who I've known over the years who died prematurely. Uh, I think we all know some of those. And, you know, you can talk about how you don't have time to take care of yourself. Um, The other side of that is, do you want time to do all the things that you want to do with your family, with your program, with yourself. And gosh, I just, I, I think about that more often now, maybe after, after passing 40, uh, that's been a a bigger idea in my mind. But I would say to those of you in your twenties and thirties, that the more you do then in that time to take care of yourself, the easier it is down the road for those of us in our fifties and maybe even later, um, yeah, it is difficult to change those habits once they've been placed there. But again, you know, I want to be Greg Bim when I'm in my 60s, still teaching every day and killing it. Um, I, I don't want to be some of those directors that are no longer with us because and I, I'm not saying they didn't take care of themselves. I, I, you know, just whoever you may know, but I do know people in my life who did not take care of themselves and I think died earlier than they should have. So that's if you need any motivation for that, that's a pretty big one. And there's so many resources out there. It, you know, it's it's it, all you have to do is watch uh, the Game Changers documentary on Netflix or Plants Over Knives or uh, you know, like there's all sorts of things you can watch and just be like, "Oh, okay. I can see the benefit in that." And you know, for me, I'm lucky my dad um all through growing up, my dad worked out all the time, you know, and he's not a bodybuilder and he's not a marathon runner, but my dad made it a priority to go to the gym, you know, sweat a little bit, do some weight training, do a little bit of cardio. Um, you know, and I'm, you know, he's, you're not going to look at my dad and go, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you're not going to look at him and go, Oh, he's clearly a, a marathon runner, but he's in shape and you know, he can, bounce back from setbacks. And I think, I think it's really important and and for, for your own health, but also for your kids and just going, you know, Hey, this is a good habit to be in. Right. 
and like Jeff was saying on Netflix, there are tons of documentary documentaries that are there. I was actually looking for one that I'd, I'd watched a little while ago, and it was about a gentleman talking about just the processing in foods. Um, you know, you watch that enough, you start to say, I, I think I can make some changes in my diet to make this go. So uh, I think we're, we're really imploring you to, base, to, number one, take care of yourself. And the best way to do that is take care of your physical health. Um, nobody wants to hear that. Many of us think that we're invincible. Uh, the, our female band directors that are out there are trying to take care of their families and, and their band programs before themselves. Sometimes guys will feel in, uh, you know, invulnerable or whatever. I'm not trying to be, you know, too gender specific here because everybody has some of those problems going back and forth. I'm just talking about maybe the two extremes of that. And I would encourage all of us to take just a few minutes even as you're listening to this, stop the podcast right now and just say, okay, am, am I taking care of myself? Because if the answer to that isn't a solid yes, it's hard to take care of anything else. I actually did a little experiment with my students, not experiment, but a little activity with my students. Uh, this is 2020, and I printed out this piece of paper with 1 through 20, just 20 numbers on a piece of paper, and I said, what's your 20 for 20? And uh, we wrote down... You know, and I did it too, and I shared with them some of mine that weren't too personal. But um, you know, in the exercise category, in the sleep category, in the food category, you know, if you could just write down twenty things, hey, these are twenty things that I could do in twenty twenty to make a change. Um, so, besides physical, Bobby, what do you? What else do we want to talk about? Well, for me, mental and emotional health is is a really big deal, and I wanted to kind of. Um, approach that, you know, for those who maybe don't know, I lost my mother this past week and it, it really kind of caused me to, to, I had some time to really consider what I was doing and why I was doing some things. And actually, you know, I didn't have this revelation or anything like that, but I did have a couple of things where I was like, I'm glad I'm doing this or I want to do this a little bit more. And kind of just started thinking about what causes those mental and emotional drains on us. Um, and I made a list of about one, two, three, four things that I think can really drain us. And number one is a lack of sympathy. And what I mean by that, that's that's maybe more me personally. When I have a hard time sympathizing with my students or empathizing with them, I usually find it's because I don't feel like anyone is sympathizing or empathizing with me. And so if you're feeling that way, I'd encourage you to maybe connect or reconnect with the mentor or a mentee, you know, if you're one of our veteran teachers that has been doing this for a while, maybe reach out to someone, a younger teacher, maybe someone whose student taught with you, and just ask them how things are going. Uh, you know, the saying, misery loves company, is very real. Now, I don't want you to go into the faculty lounge and sit around talking about gri- griping and complaining about how the bad the kids are. I want you to call somebody and say, hey, I'm having trouble with this. I'm having just general trouble feeling motivated. What do you do? You know, trying to find out or search out people that will help us change that situation, I think is a really big deal. Also, it's just good to be able to talk about your work status, maybe with somebody other than your your family or your spouse. Sometimes I get tired of hearing those things. I'm not saying that you shouldn't share, but I think sometimes my wife is like, okay, I get it. That kid's kind of a pain in the butt. (laughs) What do you want to do? What do you want me to do about that? Um, So just talking to another band director, sometimes we just share stories and we sometimes like to compare 
and say, you know, we walked uphill two miles. Well, I walked up to a hill. Uh, I walked uphill to school for for two miles, and it was always snowing. And we kind of sort of one up those things. But in talking with some, sometimes I'll think I've got it pretty rough, and I'll talk to somebody who has a problem way greater than mine. So just if you're feeling that lack of sympathy in your life, find those mentors or mentees and just reconnect, talk about stuff. The Bobby, second if, I one, could, if I could just no, go for it. Uh, chime in on that one a little bit. So um, I actually have a reminder in my phone, and every Tuesday at 6 p.m. in the fall, it says, call Bobby. And that yeah. might seem stupid to everybody. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's not a real friendship thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. Every Tuesday... At 6 p.m., I know he's getting off work and he's driving home. And, you know, Bobby and I have, have become close over the years. And over those drives, it's like, okay, just lay it on me, Bobby. What's going on right. today? And there's no there's no agenda. It's like, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? It's not, nope. it's nothing like that. It's like, so what's up? And I think that's really important to find one or two people that can just always hear you out. You know, that, that idea of a circle of trust is so important. You know, who are the people that you're trusting and, and sharing with? You know, there, there are times where between three other people, my wife being one, Trey Harris at Bassett being another one, Lainey and Jeff at, at work and, and Jeff Young, there's pretty much no part of my life that isn't known by, the, by one or all of those four people. And that feels so good, I have to tell you, that, you know, there are times where we go through some pretty dark stuff and just knowing that there's somebody out there who's, and all they need to say sometimes is, man, I hear you. Yeah. And that's, that's enough. Uh, if they can give me any thoughts about how to make it better, then that's good too. Just listening is really powerful. I think it helps them too. And I'll talk about that a little bit later on down through here. Uh, Jeff, Jeff inadvertently led me to this next one and it's lack of organization. Um, I, I can tell the state of my life by the state of my bedroom. <laughs> I really can. Like when, when things are going well and I feel like I'm in control, I make my bed every day. Have you now seen you can that say Admiral McRaven? That's um, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Ma- I don't make know your if that bed. was what you're talking about or not, but yeah. That's exactly right. Make your right. bed every day. Yeah, there's a great book called Make Your Bed Every Day. And he actually goes through several other things, of course, as bits of advice um, but his point was when you make your bed every morning, you have at least you exert a little bit of control on a world that doesn't like control. <laughs> and and it's lead, that leads to other wins throughout the day. Um, and he talks I about have, how at least I did that. Yes. The rest of the if day was else blows crap, up. but that was awesome. That's exa- And, you know, like I'll, I'll be honest, it doesn't mean anything to me when I do it in the morning. It really doesn't. I think some people get excited about I don't. I hate it. But when I walk in my bedroom and the bed is made and it's clear, it is so inviting. And we were talking about that sleep idea. You know, I've, I've gone through um, really bad problems with sleep and, and not being able to sleep over the years. And several of the things that I was told to do by doctors was to make sure that you the only thing you did in bed was to sleep, like don't work there, don't eat there. I think it was when I was in graduate school, I had an apartment where I only had a bed and a kitchen and a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So I that was my workspace. And as I've gotten older, I can't do that anymore. 
So just, just that little bit of control, making your bed in the morning. I translate that to my office by this. You can tell the state of my life by how clean my desk is. I usually try to set aside Friday to get everything out, everything off of there, and just clean it. I have some of those Swiffer duster things in my drawer because I'm not going to you know, go too crazy with this, but, man, those can just clean it off real fast, and my brain slows down when my desk is clear. If you have more time, clean out one of the drawers or all the drawers. And if you have even more time, clean out the front of the band room that looks like a pigsty, and we all know where it is. Um, if you really have time, clean out the storage room or the locker room that you have. You know, just those little things just allow you to, again, feel like you are in control in a world that doesn't like being controlled. Just I, declutter. Bobby, I don't know where this came from, but the Carmel Kids, I, I'm pretty sure Mike Pote started this, but I don't know where it came from. But it's like they all know a clean band room is a happy band room. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. And that's just like the mantra. And so yes. whoever started it, whatever, is fine. But like when your students are saying that, you're like, okay, this is a good idea. Well, and if you're like us, we our, our kids will do a good job with chairs and stands and equipment. Sometimes our maintenance staff doesn't always do a great job with sweeping or with with those kinds of things. So we've kind of started doing a thing where we, we just are going out and buying brooms and stuff and just putting them there, finding that the kids, the kids will take care of it too. They'll almost do that better than they do their own bedrooms at home. So whatever you have to do to take care of that decluttering thing, please do. You know, The Minimalist Life is a great podcast if you want to check that out. They go pretty far down that road about clothing, about, you know, everything. So if that's something that's maybe weighing on you, check that out. The KonMari method, if you ever watch those things on Netflix, that's how I fold all my clothing now. I went through a major phase last Christmas, not this past year, but the year before, and I watched every episode and learned how to fold clothes the right way. So it's, I you know, actually it's great. love that. <laughs> oh my God. I see. I knew I you would so much. Uh, I didn't. So for those of you out there that are like, gosh, I can never do that. I couldn't four years ago. I don't think I could have done any of this, but I would tell you in, so in doing it, I've, I've been, a, I've been better at what I had to do and I've been able to do more than I ever did before. So I think that that's really important. So we've talked about lack of sympathy, lack of organization. This third one is lack of direction or perspective or motivation. And this is a big one. I think this is probably what's hitting, I think, five-year teachers. Uh, it hit me pretty hard then. It hit me again around year eight to 10. And um, probably about four years ago, around 15, I'd say, you know, maybe every five years or so, it rears its ugly head to us. And some of the things that I've done over the years to keep me, you know, coming back for more is number one, laying out a plan for one thing that can be better. Um, I'll tell you, you know, we, we share all these things about what we're doing. So it's real world. I can tell you the, the car or actually the meal at the South Carolina band directors association convention, the last meal that, uh, Lainey Radicke and I had about Wando was okay. We want to do certain things for all state auditions next year. Like we've been fretting about it, worrying about it, and all kinds of things. And our numbers are great. We have 51 kids in Allstate. It, it, it's terrific. But we, we feel like we can do a little bit better. We see kids who we feel play really well not getting the audition part right yet. So we want to fix that. And just, just saying it out loud has already made me feel better about it. We have a couple of things 
a couple of ideas down that we want to explore a little bit more with Jeff, our the other band director at Wando. But the, just knowing that is is huge. So just writing down one of the things you want to do. I, I'm really bad or good, however you want to look at it, at writing things where I can see them visibly every day about something I want to work on. Like when I was in college, my wife won't let me do this now, but when I was in college, I had a to-do list or a, a want list up above the, like on the ceiling of my bed. So every morning when I woke up, I saw those things there. I've Alicia's like, all right, enough. Of yeah. That. She's like, are you kidding? You're not doing that right now. Cause I'll just lay there and look at it all night long and then say, uh, you're probably not going to do that. So forget it. Um, but we have, we have a whiteboard in our office that has several things written down that we, we want to focus on daily. I have our curriculum up on my desk, right? Like it's literally taped to the side of my desk. So I see it every morning when I walk in, just those reminders, we all have too much going on and you're going to forget. So write that down. The next one, and Jeff actually, again, led me to this one, acknowledging wins or successes for the year can sometimes motivate and help get things back on track. You know, when Jeff talks about share your wins and losses, he's being very serious about that. Um, you know, one of the things that I enjoy about our conversation is it's not always kind of a gripe fest. It's a, hey, man, you know, I, I talked to you about this last week, and this week it's way better. This happened and this happened. And it's you know, just telling somebody else who says great job is a big deal. We Kids aren't the only ones who love hearing that. We all do. If you're um, always talking about what's wrong, yeah, your mood is going to go down and down and down, you know? Absolutely. Like, you know, yeah, and, and there's, there's 20 kids who didn't do this, but hey, this one kid who hasn't been doing it, nailed it did today. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and just acknowledging that, that okay, you're, you are doing some things right. I, I've done this before. I've created a Google form uh, or some other way to poll the students and ask them, list your favorite things about the band this year. And there'll be at least one thing that you haven't thought about in a while that will, will kind of spark you and say, you know what, that was really good. Um, in dealing with last week, I actually got some thank you cards from Tullahoma, Tennessee, the high school, Tullahoma High School Band. And I hope somebody from there is listening because when I, the day I got back from work, there were about 15 thank you cards from kids in that band. And one statement from one kid made me better, made me okay after mm-hmm. the death of my mom. You don't mm-hmm. know how powerful those things can be of just remembering those successes that you had. Um, so I would encourage you to you know, make those wins and losses. The other Bobby, side, I, I got to tell you about this one note I got at Christmas this year. Yeah. The student said, the note said, he just handed it to me. There was no gift card inside. There's no money. It was none of that. He just said, it said, Mr. Young, I can tell you've been through a lot this year. And my, my fellow students obviously don't notice that, but I do. And I just want to, I just want to let you know that you're a great teacher and I appreciate you. And I was like, What? <laughs> Yeah. But kids are not this notice. Like they don't notice things about their teachers like this. This kid is like above his years. Right. And it's those, those things are so powerful. And that leads me to the next one of just showing appreciation for others. Uh, science tells us that the act of helping or showing appreciation for others creates a sense of satisfaction in ourselves. You know, people donate money. They do those things because yes, it, they know it helps others, but it also makes them feel good too. And I don't think that's a bad thing. 
you know, commit to making thank you cards for, uh, these were a couple of groups I came up with, and we're getting ready to do one that I'll tell you about in just a second. Make thank you cards for your seniors, for your private teachers, for other faculty in the building, for your middle school directors, for your all state members or your private or, or anybody else who works with the band. One of the cool things that we do at Wando is uh, we make Wait, thank, or we make, I'm sorry on paper. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Like real. Thank you. For cards. reals paper. You can go to Walmart Bobby, and buy like a hundred cards. I'm going to sound old right now, but kids these days. <laughs> oh, please. Can I use that phrase? Kids these yes, days. Yes, I think. Uh, yes, have no can. idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, but Jeff, I have to disagree with you on this one because now that we've done this now for four years, our kid when we when we say, "Hey, it's time to write the the congratulations cards to the middle school kids," they're like, "Oh my gosh, I still have mine. It's in my case right here." Wow! And like twenty of them will pull that out of their case. And like, oh man, this was such a big deal to get this. I'm I'm so excited to do it now. And our middle school directors tell us this is a big deal. This is a big day when those cards come in. We really wanted to encourage top players at the middle schools to come to Wando. Again, they can do school choice. And so we have to work really hard to let them know that working really hard can be fun and rewarding. And so that's something that we've done over the years, I know there are several, several teachers, if their kids go to a clinic, an honor band, they will have them write thank you cards and send them to the clinician, which is awesome. Um, same with anybody who brings a clinician in, the kids will write something. And it doesn't need to be profound. It just needs to be sincere. And I think that when you do that and you have the kids do that, you, you create a culture of sincerity and of thankfulness. And that's pretty powerful. We get so caught up in oh, concert festival, and I'll, you know what? Concert festival will come again next year, whether you do or not. But some of these things are are really powerful, and they leave a legacy of hope and positivity behind. So, I think those those I wanted to be really intentional about the lack of direction, perspective, and motivation because everybody's going to hit hit that at some point. Those are some pretty clear things that you can do to help out with that. Okay, the so last lack one, of sympathy, lack of organization, lack of lack direction. Of direction. And what? the last one is lack of fulfillment. And I say this maybe a little bit more for our experienced teachers. Um, I, I've dealt with this, especially around year 10 and around year 15 as well. And it, it's powerful, I would tell you, that uh, that was a hard hump to get over. And I see why directors don't last. You know, we lose a ton of people before year five. Absolutely. I think for various reasons, but you start to lose teachers or they start to move into administration. And I'm not poo-pooing that idea. If people feel like they can help better there, then that's fine. But I just always hate to see people stop directing music uh, because I think it's, you know, just the best job you could ever have. So the reason they do that is lack of fulfillment, I think. And Sometimes you have to find something else that satisfies. Your band may not be a Wando, a Carmel, or whatever. So maybe it's working at your church and, and you know starting music there. Maybe it's an alumni or a community band that you need to do. Or heck, maybe it's something that's completely out of music altogether, finding somewhere that you can volunteer. 
you know, for some people, it may be a financial thing. They're not fulfilled financially. And so you may have to find a second job. And now with Uber and Grubhub and all those things around, uh, I have a friend of mine who is selling things over eBay and is shocked at how well they're doing. Um, maybe it's kind of putting some energy into those things. If you don't feel like you can find more satisfaction at work, maybe you just need to find personal satisfaction in other things. I know we're talking about that band life, um, and it's getting a little real right now. Maybe that band life is not the only life for some of our right. listeners. So finding finding other ways. Maybe it's finding an elementary music program or middle school music program or a neighboring music program that you can go and help out a little bit more. Maybe it's teaching private lessons. I don't know. I Hopefully, I'll tell you one of the things that it could be is uh, one of the things Greg Bim talked to me about was he loved getting season tickets to the opera downtown Chicago. Like, he's just loved it. They've done, you know, like maybe more, um, uh, you know, not quite the high classical thing. Uh, like they've done Porgy and Bess, or they've even done, you know, like selections from West Side Story before. But they've also done some of the high, the Aida. They've done some of the really intense operas. And he just said, like, just going to that completely fills his bucket every time. So maybe, and I'm not, he's fulfilled with a lot of things, but it just made me think that maybe it's, maybe it's a, a concert subscription that you do. Maybe it's saying every year I'm going to go to Midwest and I'm going to really go all out for that. And I want to, you know, spend as much time as I can. But just can I just tell you that uh, this year is the first time I ever subscribed to Broadway in Indianapolis. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm so happy I did it. Yeah. Like every show I just, I just went to see come from away a couple weeks ago and right. And I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. Cool. We'll see it. And, oh my God. I went away yes. like a changed person. You know, it's like, you just never know, like double down on the stuff. I know I love Broadway music. So like double down on that. Yes. It maybe it's, maybe it's sports. You know, maybe yeah. you can't afford season tickets to the Cubs or something like that. There, there are like minor league teams that you can totally buy season tickets for or hockey. I mean, like I love going to hockey games. They're hilarious and intense, but like whatever it is for you that can help you find that escape, that fulfillment, that whatever I think that you have to do. So if I could just end this part and, you know, I don't want to be too crazy about it, but like I go to counseling once a month and I, mm -hmm. I think that if we're talking about mental, emotional health, like nobody these days should be afraid to go see a counselor. You know, am Absolutely. I crazy? No, I, you know, like I'm not crazy, but I need a counselor. I need somebody to, to walk me through certain things and to, you know, like take my temperature on certain things. And, you know, like, um, I would, I would recommend everybody see a counselor, professional you, counselor. You know, the great thing about that, Jeff, is most of our insurance plans or, or even our school districts have an allowance for just that. I know with our school district, we have a direct counseling service that usually is set aside for students, but they, they will work with teachers as well. I know in Chris Griffith's podcast a couple of, maybe a month ago, um, the speak, and forgive me, I don't remember who the speaker was, but the speaker was saying that that mental, emotional health uh, 
uh, is so important. And going to counseling, like if you if you have never gone to counseling, you should have, or you should be now. Speaking of, I think uh, I actually talked to Alicia about doing a uh, band director spouse episode coming up. So let's do maybe that. watch for that. Yeah, what maybe everybody watch for that in the next couple of months. Now you you will have to decide whether you want your significant other to listen to it or not, mm. <laughs> because you may find some things right. that you're not really happy about sharing with them. But you know, what I, I told her, I said, I'm, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be quiet and you answer the way that you want to answer with all those. Now she would do that anyway. You've met Alicia. Um, she would do that anyway, but she, so we've talked about the physical, the, the mental emotional side of this. And so let's kind of delve into the spiritual side of this, which is sometimes a little bit of a taboo conversation when you're talking about education. Um, we want to kind of take that out of it a little bit and, see what we can get. So I think everybody should know that, you know, Bobby and I are both Christians and, and, um, we will hold each other accountable and we will, uh, call each other and text each other and, uh, email each other about, you know, what's going on with this and that and the other. But, mm-hmm. um, I don't think either of us are ashamed to say that, you know, we, we believe in a higher power and, uh, that's an important part of our lives. Well, I think that faith life, that dig for something deeper, um, is really important. I think, I think when I was younger, the physical and the mental could be enough. As I've gotten older, as I've become a father, as I've become, uh, you know, just more experienced in life, I found that that wasn't quite enough. I mean, we're not trying to be spiritual guides or gurus. That that decision is yours. But I think the pursuit of that is incredibly important. Um, How you believe is none of our business. That's not what we're trying to do here. There are other things for that. But the fact that you are trying to find a way to improve that side of your life is really important as well. I think that our, our thought about putting this in here is, you know, we've probably got some people out there who are listening to saying, man, I'm in great physical health. I've done a lot of those mental, emotional things that you've just talked about. My program's excelling. All this is great. And I'm miserable. And so we didn't want to leave a really important aspect of, you know, band director, personal health without addressing the spiritual side of those things. And there are many resources for it. Uh, it could be a podcast, a book, a church visit, some other, any other act or ex- of exploration or manifestation that's needed. But tapping into the deeper conviction of life will become more and more important as your level of responsibility and your age increase. So it's, we just, we, we, we don't want to tell you what to do or even how to do, just do. So for, you know, of all persuasions, of all um, races, genders, what, whatever, you know, there's so many different classifications that, that we hold on to and affiliate ourselves with. I don't think that we're trying to say, join a church and do this, or you're going to wherever. That's, that's not exactly what we're trying to say. I think that, you know, there's so much judgment that this is not that. We, there is no judgment here. It's more the idea that we feel that there comes a time, and, and it's probably for most of you now in your life where 
if that part isn't present in some way, if that idea of looking deeper isn't there, I don't know that the other things that we gave you tonight will fill the void. And we try to do, I hope that you hear this as us trying to do what we do with everything, trying to be thorough, trying to be honest, and trying to be sincere with what we tell you. And if you see us, I think that you would see like, you know, we're not sitting there um, passing judgment when we're at Midwest. Uh, we're having a good time and talking with people. We're like, it's not that. We're not trying to say you had better live this certain way. It's more that search and that that uh, that trying to become more um, spiritually mature. It's all about being health healthy, and that's what we're talking yeah. about. This podcast is how can you be more healthy so that the people around you like you more and so your students like you more and you like what you're doing more and you know when you're healthy uh physically physically emotionally and spiritually you're going to be a great person to be around yeah so just to kind of you know sum this all up we feel like band director health is something that is wildly overlooked and we hope we've given you some resources for this the the feeling of being burned out or run down or drained, which I think is going to happen for many of us between now and the next few months, will likely come from a lack of physical health, mental, emotional health, or spiritual health. And hopefully we've given you some thoughts about how to dive into those a little bit better, given you plenty of resources, other podcasts, other things that are there. But also always feel free to reach out to us and see if we can, you know, maybe you ask a question that will help us uh, refine this podcast a little bit, either this particular episode or the podcast itself. Now, looking ahead, Jeff, one of the things I'm really excited about is we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Yes, that's so cool. I so, can't wait to see what you're going to we, get me for that one-year anniversary. Well, I'll be just, expecting Just that. wait. In the <laughs> yeah, well, we're like with two that, weeks away from that. Right, we're two weeks away. With that, we would love to hear any ideas about, you know, who who would you like to hear? Or what would you like us to talk about on our one-year anniversary? Now, if you look at a lot of podcasts, when I go through, I, I'll find like, wow, that's a great-sounding podcast. Oh, they haven't done anything in three years. Uh, you know, they did like three episodes and then stopped. So the fact that I think Jeff was saying we're on episode 28 right now. Right. Gosh, that that's just amazing to me. I was looking at it actually before he had said where we were that we're coming up on concert festival time. I said, "Oh, we should do a concert festival." Oh crap, we did one last year. Now we have to do so a I started one. listening to it. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll go through that one, and now that we're all in a little bit different place, we'll do a better one for you as we come through this. And so I guess I would say, you know, what's great is many of you have reached out on Facebook or on other social media that I don't understand, <laughs> but Jeff does. And you've given us some ideas. Actually, the the chamber music one was uh, an idea from you, the listening to assessment and judges uh, and really processing that was an audience member idea. Help us out with this, you know, this either one year celebration or, you know, what what's up for that band life in year two. Be thinking about that as we go through. So before we wrap up, Bobby and I would have a few things we'd like for you to do. Uh, listen to each new episode on something like iTunes or Spotify. Follow and comment on That Band Life social media pages. On Facebook, search for That Band Life Podcast. And on Instagram, we are at 
thatbandlife1. Uh, you can email us at jeff at dynamicmarching.com or bobby at dynamicmarching.com. Share your wins and losses. We talked about this earlier. We really want you to share your wins and losses, and together we can learn to be better music educators. Also, share questions or suggestions for topics and guests that you would like to see or hear on future podcasts. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Jeff Young. And I'm Bobby Lambert. And this is That Band Life.